Welcome to the Church of Rocky Peaks downloadable messages and podcast. Let's pray together. God, we're just so thankful for what you've done in your son and for this great king who has come to be this prince of peace that we've just been talking about there. We just pray that uh, you'd come with us right now as we uh, head into this Christmas uh, weekend, this Christmas Eve, tomorrow morning. Uh, you'd be with us now as we reflect on the meaning of your coming, what it means for our life, what it means to be part of your kingdom, and what you accomplished by your birth. We pray this in your name. Amen. Well, Merry Christmas, Rocky Peak. Good to see you. Hey, uh, I want to welcome you, especially if you're here for the very first time. Uh, my name is Mike. I'm one of the pastors here. We're going to be going into a time of, of kind of shorter teaching, as we often do at our weekend uh, services. Well, normally it's longer teaching at our weekend services, but it's shorter teaching tonight. And so um, inside your uh, program is a message note sheet. I want to ask you to uh, pull that out. And, uh, and as we're going to launch here, we're going to do it a little bit differently. We're going to start uh, with some, I want to get some feedback from, from you, just to set this up. Um, uh, today, obviously, we're talking about uh, Christmas, um, but I want to start by talking about TV shows, all right? So, so here's what I want to do. I want you to think back the last five to ten years of your life. Uh, this is going to be crowd participation, so get ready to speak. Uh, so we're going to go back five to ten years in, in your life, and uh, I want you to think of TV dramas, okay? So not, we're not like, like sitcoms, but more, more like dramas, all right? And, and I want to hear, like, what would be your top, like, maybe couple... Uh, dramas last five to ten years. What, what are we going to say? What, give me some response. Okay, Lost, I heard. Uh, was, what was that? NCIS. Okay, good, good. Uh, what? Friday Night Lights. All right, good. Football fan there. Uh, what? 24. Yes, yes. Finally. All right, well, that's it. We're going to close in prayer right there. Uh, no, no. no, I heard another one over here. Criminal Minds, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen, I've seen that show. Okay, uh, very, yeah, very gritty show. Yeah, it's very gritty. Uh, kind of makes you a sociopath. But other than that, uh, it's good. Uh, that's good. So, anyone else? Anyone else got get your favorite show? What's that? Person of Interest. Okay, good, good. Okay, now here's the thing. Now, here's the thing. Well, when you check out these shows, like typically the way dramas are are written these days is if it's a long-running drama, it tends to build on itself, right? So, so like each season is kind of adding some new things. There's often a story behind the story. Uh, one of my favorite shows the last five, 10 years uh, is Lost. And so um, like, like in Lost, um, this is particularly true because if you're a Lost fan, you know this. If you, if you don't, you'll be lost, but that's okay. But uh, if, you're, if you're a Lost fan, you know this. That there's, in Lost, it's like there's a lot of mystery, right? There's a lot of mystery. There's a lot of story, a lot of backstory. There's a lot of flashbacks. Like seriously, when you're watching Lost, if you miss like three episodes, you're kind of out of it for a while, right? And now can you imagine like stepping in like you've never watched Lost? Lost ran for six seasons, all right? So, so imagine... That, uh, that you had never watched Lost, you didn't know much about the show, but you were so sick of the people at work talking about it. You said, there's got to be something to this. And so uh, the sixth season, it's the final season. I need to get in on this before it's over. And so I am going to order pizza that night. First episode, I, I'm in. I'm going to see if I can pick up on this show. Well, you could almost predict what would happen. It's like there would be, you know, you might enjoy the show. You might follow part of it, but you're going to be lost, seriously, for, for significant parts of it because there's just so much backstory you're stepping into that the writers assume that you're up to speed on and that you've been kind of following along, uh, unless you watch that one-hour preview, you know, thing uh, for, preparing for the season. 
Uh, but anyway, the, the point is when we come to Christmas and the Christmas story, it's very much like that, that we often think of the Christmas story, the life of Jesus, the story of Jesus, is like Christmas is like episode one of season one. That, that's how we often think of it, this, this whole story of Jesus. But the reality is it's more like episode one of season six. Like there's been five seasons that have gone on before. And, and the big picture story in this whole series that you might call the series called Israel it is a story, uh, the promise uh, of this great king who's going to come from the line of David. Uh, and it's been prophesied for a thousand years by a long series of prophets, priests, and kings, kind of Lord of the Rings style, uh, that one day this great king is going to come and he's going to restore all of creation to what it was supposed to be. Uh, he's going he's to usher in this new era of the human race of truly peace on earth. Uh, it's going to be a time of unparalleled uh, peace. Uh, it's going to be creation restored. In fact, it's described as a new heavens and a new earth. It's just a kind of re recreation. And, and so in, it, so in, in this uh, five previous seasons uh, that we call the Old Testament, there, there's, there's all these uh, significant episodes where hints, uh, uh, foreshadowings, uh, uh, kind of uh, pre-story, prequels are, are there kind of preparing you for the coming of this great king. And, and so when we step into Christmas, that's what we're stepping into. We're stepping into a story that's been going on for a long time before. And so today, as we just get ready for, for Christmas, as we celebrate tonight, tomorrow, uh, I want us to look at just one of those episodes you may be familiar with, you may not. You may be because uh, it's a very famous episode, even if you have like no church background or no Christian background, you often see it on Christmas cards and so on. It's a famous prophecy by a man named Isaiah that came 700 years uh, before the time of Christmas. And so if you have your Bibles, I'd like you to turn there with me uh, real quick to Isaiah chapter 9. Uh, if you don't have your Bibles or notepads or phones or whatever you're using to read your Bible, uh, I've actually printed this uh, in your, your, uh, your note sheet to make sure that you have it. And so let's just turn there real quick. And I just want to read through this and then just talk about some implications for us as we go into Christmas. So Isaiah chapter 9 and verse uh, 6, uh, Isaiah is going to look into the future and do this prophecy, and seriously, think, think Lord of the Rings, you know, think, uh, you know, the promise of Aragorn, or something like this, it's kind of a, this, this very uh, kind of epic promise that's, that's being laid out here. He says, for to us a child is born, and, and actually a couple chapters earlier, he describes this child as being born supernaturally uh, of a virgin, but, but now he's going to fill in some details, so to, for to us a child is born, and a son will be given, and this is distant future, and the government will be on his shoulders. He'll be leader of the government, uh, leader of the kingdom. And he'll be called, and these, these amazing names that are laid out. And remember, in the Old Testament, the names often speak of a person's character, uh, their core personality, even their destiny. And so these really powerful names are, are kind of tagged on, label, uh, kind, of, kind of tagged on these, this child that's going to be born. He'll be called Wonderful Counselor. He'll be called Mighty God. And we're going to come back to these names in a minute. He'll be called Everlasting Father. And he'll be called the Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. So this kingdom of God that's coming and taking over uh, planet Earth, it, it will continue forever. And it says that uh, 
He will, he will reign on David's throne, so he'll be a descendant of David, and he will reign on his throne uh, and over his kingdom, establishing it and upholding it with justice and righteousness. So think of social justice here. Uh, don't, don't think of just courtroom justice, but, but think of a world where there is no poverty, there's no oppression, there's no violence, there's no terrorism, there's no war. It's, it's a culture of, uh, of justice from that time on and forever. And it's just the zeal of the Lord Almighty, uh, God himself, will accomplish this. Okay, so this is a promise. Just one of the many episodes in this thousand years, this five-season uh, prequel to the birth of Jesus to the coming of Christmas. And what I want to do is just take a few minutes right now and talk about these four names that are given to this son that's going to be uh, given. And there in your notes, you have a section called the king's names and the character of the kingdom. And what I want to do is just quickly kind of throw out the name, uh, and then I want to give you a characteristic of his kingdom, because that's what this is about. Like, like this is his name, but this is the kind of kingdom that he's going to bring to planet Earth. And so uh, the first name there is Wonderful Counselor. And the characteristic then of the kingdom is wisdom. Okay, so in other words, like we live in the culture right now, like I don't know which side of the political spectrum you're on, but it doesn't really matter because right now we'd probably agree our country's in a mess, right? It doesn't really matter. And so, uh, like, we, wouldn't you love it if you had um, just leadership in this country that was really, truly brilliant and wise? And they said, you know what, this are, here's the issues in our cities. Here's the issues in our government. Here's the issues in our school. And we really know how to fix that. And so uh, what, he's, what Isaiah is saying is that this king is going to be a wonderful counselor. He's going to understand how life works and how to lead us into life in its fullness. And he'll lead that whole kingdom into that. Uh, secondly, the second name is Mighty God. And so the characteristic of his kingdom will be power, this might. And so now we enter into some mystery. This is where it becomes very Lord of the Ringish because he gets a mystery going on here where this, we've just been told that a son is going to be born, um, a child is going to be given, but in the next breath, the name of this child is Mighty God. And so, so how does that work out? How, how does this son of David uh, also, uh, how, how is he the Mighty God breaking into human history? But that's what's said, that this king will have the power to actually pull off this kingdom and turn all of creation what's supposed to be. Uh, third name is Everlasting Father. And, and so in ancient times, uh, the, uh, in ancient times, the kings were often seen as the father of a nation. And so in the same way that a king would, I mean, the same way a father would love and protect and provide for uh, his family, so the king was seen as the father of the nation to do that as well. And, and so uh, the characteristic of his kingdom, I'm going to call it love. He's gonna be, you think of the, the perfect father, the father that loves his family and, and provides and protects and leads and guides. Um, and so we're told that this, this king that's coming, not only is going to be incredibly bright and, and very powerful, but the heart is going to be a heart of love for his kingdom and, and for the people in his kingdom and then, uh, uh, so he's not going to be motivated by self-interest, motivated by interest for others. And then finally, the fourth word is the prince of peace. Um, that, that this king is going to usher in a time of unparalleled peace. So we, and we, we talked about that earlier, this, 
peace on earth. It's what the human race has longed for. It's, it's why at Christmas you say, why could it just stay like this for a little bit longer? You know, why, why, why is it such an elusive uh, uh, dream? And it's interesting here because this word for peace is a very profound word. Some of you from a Jewish background will recognize this, but this is the Hebrew word shalom. And shalom uh, has a much deeper meaning in Hebrew than just the absence of conflict. Okay, so, so like think of a marriage, it's a bad marriage. In, in a bad marriage, things have, have gotten to such a point where the husband and wife are no longer fighting, they're just disengaged. Okay, so there's an absence of conflict, but it's not true peace, it's not harmony there. And, and so shalom talks about a time where we would be, uh, our relationship with God would be restored, it'd be shalom there. Uh, that our relationship with one another would be shalom, and that we would have shalom in our own lives, uh, the, the deepest sense of peace. And so, so this king that's going to come is going to enter in, kind of introduce this era of unparalleled uh, uh, peace. So when we step into Christmas morning, we step into Christmas, uh, and this son is born, uh, if you are a Jewish background, if you uh, had, had kind of seen all the Netflix of the first five seasons of this story called Israel, uh, if you'd grown up on the reruns of all these promises, uh, you knew exactly what Gabriel, the angel, said when he came to Mary and said, you're going to have a son, and he is going to sit on the throne of his father David and rule forever. Uh, this is, these are the kinds of passages that would come to your mind that define that's what this kingdom would be like. Oh, this is the start of this new era in human history. Now, we know, looking back, that when this son came, that he wasn't going to introduce this all at once. There was going to be a growth in the kingdom over time, and there's going to be a time when he returns again to restore all things uh, to, to what's right, um, and that'll be when he, when he comes back. But here's the interesting thing. When this king grew up, because when we look at Christmas, Christmas is, like I said, it's, it's not really, um, it's not like the first episode of, of the first season. It, it really is like episode one of season six. And season six is going to go on. This, this baby is going to grow up. He's going to launch his kingdom. And guess what? When he comes, when, when, this, when this child named Jesus bursts on the scene, guess what his message is about? It's all about this kingdom that's been prophesied for a thousand years. In fact, there in your note sheet, in, in Mark chapter 1, the very beginning of the story of Jesus, it says, Jesus went into Galilee, which was the northern province of Israel, and he was proclaiming this good news of God. He's, he's talking about good news. Well, what's the good news? Well, the good news is that the time has come. Well, what time? This time prophesied for a thousand years by, by the, the, the prophets about the kingdom of God coming. He says, the time has come and the kingdom of God is near. It's, it's, it's here. It's, it's approaching. You can enter into it. And uh, he said, so what you need to do to be part of this kingdom is two things. You need to repent, which is sort of a biblical word for uh, change the way you think about life. It's, uh, in fact, in the Greek, it's what it actually, the literal translation is change the way you think. You're going one direction. You're going to change the way you think. You're going to come under the leadership of this king uh, that's come, kind of turn your life over to the direction of this new king. And he says, and believe the good news. Buy in. Buy into what, what I'm telling you. And so this, this king comes, and he launches his kingdom. And so when we come to Christmas, this is what Christmas is about. It's about the 
thousand-year promise that's being fulfilled at the start of a kingdom. Now, here's the, the cool thing about this, is that what Jesus said is though his kingdom won't come in fullness until he returns again, he said that it's possible to enter into his kingdom here and now uh, through a relationship with the king. If we come under his leadership, that we can come into his kingdom. In fact, we can begin to experience the reality, the supernatural reality of the coming kingdom uh, here and now. And so we can begin to experience his wisdom in our life. We can, we can begin to experience him as the wise counselor. We can begin to experience him as the mighty God who comes to change us from the inside out to be the people we're created to be. We, we can begin to experience him as our everlasting father who comes in to lead and guide and protect and provide. We can begin to experience him uh, as this prince of peace who comes to restore our relationship with God through his life and death and resurrection and, and then to lead out and teach us how to do relationships a new way, to heal marriages, to heal families, to learn to do friendships the right way, to begin to bring that peace and then internally experience the peace of God in our life even in the midst of a world like we live in now, which is a world uh, far from God, a very dangerous place at, at times, that there's peace in the midst of that. And so as we come to this Christmas season, that's the message of Christmas. And here's the question I have for you. And it's a very simple question is that having heard that message, the question is where do you stand in relationship to this king and his kingdom? Because in a room like this, there are basically four kinds of people. And I just want to lay it out real fast. And I want you to self-identify. You don't have to raise your hand or anything, but just, just to yourself answer this question. There's only, there's only four kinds of, of people in this room. Uh, uh, for, for some of us here, that there's been a time and place in our life where we have come to understand the message of the king. We, we've come to understand this message of the king. And so uh, whether it was a friend shared it with us, uh, whether we grew up in a home that taught us, whether it was a colleague at work, someone shared this message about this king who has come to restore all things that we could enter into relationship and be right with God and be part of this kingdom that's coming and, and that we bought into that and we turned from our old life and we asked him into our life and, and he's come in and we have begun to experience, not in fullness, but in a very powerful way, we've begun to experience his power, his peace, his counsel, his, his wisdom, uh, and, and his care in our life. And we begin, we've entered in that kingdom. And so for some of us here, we've crossed over into that kingdom. And, and so at Christmas for us, we, we're, we're singing these songs about come let us adore him. I mean, for us, it's not a Christmas carol. This is an act of worship. It's like we have discovered the king and he's changed our lives. And so we come and say, uh, oh, come let us adore him. It's the cry of our heart. It is a, it's a song of worship, right? And so some of us here are in that category. There's a second category of person here, though, that uh, you're in a different boat altogether. For whatever reason, up to this point in your life, you've never really understood this message of Christmas. You, you, you knew the story about the baby, the manger, the star in the sky. You'd heard that whole thing, but you never really understood. It was really the end of a story, like the first episode of season six, not, not the, uh, the start of a news. And, and so you've never understood the story, what this really has to do with your life, this 
this kind of uh, almost uh, mythological story is how you've looked at it, of, of this kind of virgin birth and the story of the supernatural baby. But as, as we're talking about it today, as we're laying it out, this, for, for some reason, the light is going on for you, and it's just making a whole lot of sense. And frankly, there is just a hunger in your heart saying, if that's really true, I, I would love to have a relationship with that king. I, I would love to know God as king of my life. I would love to experience his his love, his power, his wisdom, his forgiveness. I would love to enter into a relationship. In fact, if you're sitting here, some of you remember this when you first came to Christ, that, that as, as a message like this was given or you're reading the Bible or as someone was sharing the message, a personal friend, that there's something within you. Your heart's about ready to leap outside your chest. You just, you're hungry to know this king. You want this king. And so if that's you, uh, in a few minutes, I'm going to give you a chance to invite this king to come into your life, that you would turn from your old life, turn to him, and, and let him be your king. The third kind of person, uh, you're in a different spot, that, that you're here today, maybe you're invited by a relative or a friend, and frankly, this is all new to you, and, and it's kind of making sense, and there's even a hope rising in your heart that maybe it is true, but, but honestly, you have some questions, and, and could that really be true, and is it even reliable? Is it even a true story? And, and, and I just feel like I need to know more about this. Like there's no way I could really ask them to be the king of my life. I just need some more information. And, and if that's you, here, here's what I would suggest for you is that, uh, that you would journey with us as a church. That if you live here in the area, you don't have a church, that you'd come and journey with us. Because uh, not this next weekend, but the following weekend, we're actually kicking off a, a brand new series that's on the life of Jesus. We're gonna go back to the earliest document in human history that we have that describe the life and the teaching of Jesus. It's called the Gospel of Mark. It's written about 35 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus, while eyewitnesses are still abounding. And, and we're gonna go back and we're gonna look with fresh eyes the story of Jesus, who he was, what he taught, what he did, life, death, resurrection, what it means. And we're going to listen to him as he, he says, this is what it means to be part of my kingdom. And, and so if you're here and you say, I'm not, I'm not really ready to follow him, but I want to explore, there's no better way than to come and just journey with us and, and learn week by week who he is and what he claimed to be. If you live at distance from here, maybe you're in town, you've flown in town, you've driven in for a holiday, uh, you can take the journey with us online because every week these messages are online, video format, go on there, follow along with us. In the fourth category of person, you, you would be in a different spot altogether. You would be in a spot where, where for whatever reason you're here, it's like you're just not really buying this whole thing. Uh, for, for whatever reason, you think, you know, I think this really is more like Lord of the Rings and Middle Earth uh, thinking than it is really reality. I don't really believe in this whole Jesus thing. I don't believe in the supernatural thing. I don't buy it. I don't really believe in, in God. I don't, the whole thing. I'm just not into it. Or, or you say, maybe I do believe in it, but I, I'm not really ready to surrender my life to a king. I don't want to follow someone else. I want to be my own king. I want to run my own show, all right? And so, so if you're in that spot, I, I totally get that. I, I respect that. But the thing you have to recognize is that when a king comes, uh, a decision has to be made about what to do with this king. Like when the allied forces landed on the beaches in Normandy, you have to decide, are you for them or against them? Like, like, there's, like when a king comes to town, it's, like, it's not like saying, well, like, so if he is the real king and you're rejecting him, you have to live with those consequences. That's the point. Um, and so it, it behooves you to really think that through and recognize that 
that, that's kind of really being a neutral ground is really not a position at all. You have to one way decide before or against, and you have to be willing to pay that, that price uh, of being on the wrong side if it's true, if, if it's true, right? So, so the point is all of us here are in one of those four places. And, and if you're here and you're in that second box today, that you're saying, you know, for whatever reason, this is just making a whole lot of sense. Lights are going on. There's a hunger in your heart to experience this true king, to give him your life, and you want to experience him as your counselor. You want to experience him as your father. You want to experience him as your uh, peacemaker. Uh, You want to experience him as this one who comes into your life and is your mighty God who transforms you supernaturally from the inside out by giving you the gift of his spirit, the spirit of the king coming to live inside. If that's you, uh, we're going to pray right now, and I'm going to give you a chance to do that. Would you pray with me? While our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, um, th- this may seem like a simple thing we're going to do. There's no magic in the words. But, but if you're serious about wanting to know this king, and, and you're ready to leave your old life and follow him, and you want to receive this gift of forgiveness for all crimes against the king based on his life and death and resurrection, not based on who you are, your past, your performance, it's all a free gift, and you're ready to trust in him, I'm gonna pray a very simple prayer. And like I said, the prayer isn't magic. What's magic is the intent of your heart because as the true king and the mighty God, he will hear and he will answer and this very day, you will step into his kingdom and, and you will begin to experience his power and transformation in your life. And so if that's your desire, I'm gonna pray a simple prayer and I just encourage you to pray along with me in the quietness of your own heart, your mind, under your breath, whatever you want, he will hear. So let's pray. Dear Jesus, I ask you to come into my life. I surrender to you as, as my true king. I ask you to forgive me for all crimes I've committed against you and your kingdom. I ask you to give me the gift of your spirit to come and live inside of me, to change me from the inside out, to teach me how to follow you. And I pray that you'll save a spot in your your kingdom for me when you come again. If you just pray that prayer First of all, in all sincerity, I want to welcome you to the kingdom because if, if, if that's what you're praying, then God has heard your heart and he will come. So while our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, I want to ask you to do me a favor that in a few minutes, we'll be taking our regular weekend offering and inside of our program, your program, is a little card called the Connect Card. And what I'd like to ask you to do, if you just write, fill out the front and write me a note, say, Mike, I asked the king into my life or I prayed the prayer with you, something like that, I'll know what you mean. And that will trigger a couple things. One of the things that will trigger is we'll begin to pray for you this week and your new journey with this king. And secondly, uh, I will send you a letter either this week or next. We'll just kind of tell you here are the next steps in your, uh, your journey with the king and then you can begin to grow with us. And so God, we come this Christmas weekend And we thank you for who you are and you've broken into human history in the person of your son and that truly we can celebrate this king has come who is this wonderful counselor, this almighty God, the everlasting father and the prince of peace.
Hey, it's so good to be with you and to celebrate Christmas. And I hope you have a great time tonight, wherever you're going tomorrow, as you celebrate with family and friends uh, this, uh, this birthday of the King. I also want to rem- uh, invite you back next weekend. Next weekend, uh, we always like to do this. We have a special message to kick off the new year. Uh, we want to put first things first. It's a natural time of the year to think about where are we at, where are we headed, uh, what needs to happen this year. And so we want to help you prepare for that with a special message for New Year's next weekend. Then the following weekend, the first weekend in January, uh, I'll be kicking off this brand new series. We've got the invite cards inside your program called Jesus the King. Again, if you're exploring Jesus, we'd love to have you come and join us. For those of you at Rocky Peak regularly, we have these invite cards out at the Point, our information uh, center. You can gather more of those for other people you want to invite and come and just join us as we explore this King who has come and what he means for all of our lives. And so until then, may the Lord be with you. May the, may the King of Christmas be with you. May you experience an increasing measure uh, as you follow him, this, his wonderful counsel in your life, leading you to life, his amazing power of this mighty God, that you would experience uh, this Prince of Peace and this Father who leads, guides, and protects. And that might be experienced in increasing measure as you pursue him. God bless you guys. Love you. See you next weekend. Well, that's going to do it for this week's message. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we have putting it together. Please visit us at rockypeak.org where you can download more messages or have your questions answered. Remember, you can subscribe to our weekly podcast for free by searching for The Church at Rocky Peak from within the music store in your iTunes software. For Lead Pastor Mike Yearly and everybody up here at The Peak, thanks for listening.